I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. All the fireworks, because you know what? It's a new year. Happy 2023, everybody. Such a good time, especially for horror. We're super excited for all the new things that are coming about. But today, we are talking about the 2022 coming-of-age supernatural comedy horror series, as told by Wikipedia, Wednesday, streaming on Netflix. Did you really think my highly trained olfactory sense wouldn't pick up on the faint whiff of neroli and bergamot in your favorite hand lotion? I could do this all day. Surrender. Mother and father sent you to spy on me, didn't they? I'm not above breaking a few fingers. The fact that they thought I wouldn't find out just proves how much they underestimate me. Oh, thing. You poor, naive appendage. My parents aren't worried about me. They're evil puppeteers who want to pull my strings even from afar. The way I see it, you have two options. Option one, I lock you in here for the rest of the semester. And you go slowly insane trying to claw your way out, ruining your nails and your smooth, supple skin. And we both know how vain you are. Option two, you pledge your undying loyalty to me. Our first order of business is to escape this teenage purgatory. We Thank you. you. You read my mind, Jamie. I literally was like, we need to put the theme song, the, the real theme song in there, but you did yeah. it. Say we're, we're in sync. Cancer's in sync. Assemble. So <laughs> Wednesday is obviously based off of Wednesday Adams, character uh, created by Charles Adams. And uh, this series, though, was created by Alfred Goh and Miles Millar, and it stars Jenna Ortega, our new favorite scream queen who has just All taken hail. over the past All couple hail. of years. All hail, Miss Jenna. Uh, also starring Catherine Zeta-Jones, Luis Guzman, Isaac Ordonez, Gwendolyn Christie, Ricky Lindholm, Jamie McShane, Fred Armisen, and our favorite, well, my personal favorite Wednesday, Miss <laughs> Cristina Ricci. Oh, love her. Love uh, Adam's Family Values is something that if it was on the TV, I would stop whatever I was doing and watch it every time, all the time, because it's just so good. And... We know that Tim Burton is associated with this. He's an executive producer, but he also directed the first four of the eight episodes of uh, this series. So he has had his hand in this as well. We also enjoy our good Tim Burton uh, films. So obviously heavy spoilers for everything Wednesday. If you have not watched it, it's a pretty quick watch, only eight episodes, and they're not too terribly long. So go to Netflix, find your friend's password, get in there, watch it all, and then come back and listen to us talk about this. And Jamie... Are there any trigger warnings for this show? I mean, this show has a lot of insides on the outsides. A lot. Um, perhaps not in, you know, the some of the other extreme ways that we have seen in the past, but there are some some gruesome murders that do take place, some mm-hmm, shape-shifting, mm-hmm. some uh, other uh, supernatural elements, um, you know, werewolves, uh, sirens... Uh, all of the above. Um, all of the above. There is a there is a hand stabbing, and that's pretty pretty upsetting as well. It is oh, such a such a heartwarming question mark moment. But <laughs> yes, 
If you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. But before we get into mm-hmm. all things that are Wednesday, producer Brian, please, do you have some words for us? Sure. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. We're super excited to be back covering Wednesday, even though you're hearing this on a Thursday. But you could also be listening to this on any day, depending on when you download it. However, you can also find us on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Check us out there. And then, of course, you can find us wherever social media is social mediaing, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Definitely follow us on TikTok. We're having so much fun over there. At the... What are we? Talk Horror Pod. I forgot what we were. Talk Horror Pod. We're not talking Horror Pod. On there, we're at Talk Horror Pod. Wow. You literally... If you... If you were watching on YouTube, you saw my brain stop. We watched Brian's brain short circuit. <laughs> wow. Live. Yeah. That was my reset like, are, for the are you year. Say it? That was my reset for the year. You were like, did you freeze? There you go. Right. Literally, I thought that you froze. Like, what just okay. happened? Let's <laughs> Fantastical. I, I will say on the social media, one of my favorite videos that Brian has just recently posted was his most butt clenching moments, which is doing very well in views. And I think that's a pretty uh, fantastic find. So mm-hmm. you guys go in there and see see what we're talking about. <laughs> So, yeah, have you guys watched anything new, any trailers or, or anything? Or, I mean, I know we just had, like, our mm-hmm. 2022 palooza of things, and so we've kind of touched on all of the stuff coming out. But anything else that you guys have um, watched? No. Oh, I mean, I watched uh, the trail, the new trailer for uh, Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more excited mm-hmm. for it because I love M. Night Shyamalan. And even if his movies are not good and like they're very inconsistent, I just have a warm spot <laughs> in my heart for him. Um, I just think he's wonderfully entertaining in terms of watching his movies. What I also say is something that interests me a lot about Knock at the Cabin is that it's based off of a source material. So he's adapting it as a mm-hmm to like creating it from scratch so I'm, I'm actually mm. very excited for that and the new trailer was definitely more interesting than the first one um so that was interesting to me um and uh, i just have a couple you know i'm still catching up from last year um mm. so i've watched I've, as i talked about I watched 11 movies things that are still on my list are the menu and uh, the two major things on my list are the menu and uh uh bones and all um, those are the two yeah. that I'm super, most excited to watch. And then um, everything else is kind of just, uh, you know, a um, oh, a nanny. I'm excited for nanny as well. Those are the three. Mm. Um, and maybe we'll cover them here. But, yeah, I, I, I haven't watched a ton uh, in terms of uh, horror stuff. I finished, like, Cobra Kai. And I, oh, I watched Wednesday. That's the thing. I, I spent my week watching Wednesday for this episode. Duh. I was like, I did yes. watch something. <laughs> what did I watch? Oh, so right. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> for this moment. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely getting a group together since the menu is about to uh, stream. Well, actually, by the time this comes yeah, out, it'll be out. it will already mm-hmm. be out. Uh, and we're going to all try to cram in an Airbnb and watch it together because there's a lot of us who awesome. were trying to make it to the theater and couldn't do it. But I'm really excited that it's streaming so soon. I'm really so. pumped mm-hmm. about that. I mean, it's on people's top 10 of the year list, not just horror. So I'm like very excited oh, wow. for it. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, that, that, that I'm super, super. And, we're, and everyone listening, we're, we're doing, we have a scheduled the menu episode. So we are going to be doing the mm-hmm. menu uh, this January. So you'll be able to pair it with your watching on HBO Max for sure. Absolutely. I will have to say, you guys, I was out sick um, a couple of days ago and as a comfort because a lot of them are streaming now on Hulu. I started back watching Final Destination (laughs) (gasps) and uh, renewing my already deep, deep fear of flying. And so that was probably (laughs) not the best thing uh, to watch. But I saw, oh, I think there's probably four or five of the Final Destinations that are streaming on that are on Hulu Hmm. right now. So I was like, let me pop in the first one. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Let's yeah. Let's get back at it again. So. You've only watched the first one? <laughs> I've only watched the first one. Yeah. So we're going to see what's... I mean, and I've only watched the first one all the way through, okay? And then I've 
went through the gambit of YouTube videos of best deaths of okay. Final Destination. So, that, so I've probably seen yeah. like a bunch. So that's what I was going to ask you. Once you're finished with them, yes. I am genuinely interested in your ranking of like set pieces. Like is the log mm-hmm. the log on the highway the in the second one like the best? Like is the plane one? I know there's the, I remember the mm-hmm. roller coaster sequence like and from mm. the third mm. one maybe? the I don't remember but like yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And then there's the the gymnastics one mm. that has like the most built up of tension and you don't know wh- where the death is going to come sure. from. Sure. Because there's like a, a a nail on a balance beam and you're like is oh, that yeah. going to be the oh, thing that's that right. ends, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just this whole sequence of craziness <laughs> that happens and then it's not even the nail at all and it's wild, but I think that's just in the watching of like top ranked foundation desk, I think that one is my favorite. But I'll go through it and I'll let you know. Maybe maybe make a TikTok video. Yes. Oh, it. definitely do that. <laughs> uh, Jamie, did you watch anything this week? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been with you this whole week. So yeah, you rewatched you rewatched the Wednesday. I rewatched the end of Wednesday. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh, nice. So this week, actually, it's a lot of fun when she watches something before I do because I get mm-hmm. to pause. Oh, so we here. Here's a good example. So we we did watch Glass Onion, the uh, Knives Out sequel. Mm. Oh yes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we we ha- overall, I was a little disappointed by it, but the watching process was a lot of fun because Jamie and I would pause it and be like, okay, at this point, who do we think did it? Like, why do we, what's the motive? Mm. And then we, and that was the fun of it being on Netflix that we can, it was more Mm -hmm. of an interactive viewing experience, which was really, really fun. The reason I bring that up is because, um, I kept saying to her because she had watched Wednesday I kept saying to her like who I think did it like like all of the who mm-hmm. I think the um what was it the uh the hide the was hide and the, like uh-huh. and who mm-hmm. I thought that was and uh, we'll talk about this but like I guessed it yes. so early and it didn't ruin my experience watching the show at all yeah no I agree with I agree with that too <laughs> I, I felt the the same way as far as I thought, I feel like this would be a good, oh, twist of a person that is Mm. the one who's doing the Mm. things. And then, you know, it turns out. But it was still really good to watch. So then, yeah, let's get into it so we can talk about it with our first segment. Oh, a two-minute plot summary of this. (laughs) Speaking of, (laughs) I was going to say likes and gripes, but that's not what we're doing right now. (laughs) What's the plot? All right. Okay, so Brian is going to give us a two-minute plot summary of Wednesday. Sounds and great. And I think Jamie is time him. Yes. I right. got the time. All right. So I'm, I'm going to do a plot summary that is like high-level plot summary. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of every episode. I'm going to talk about like mm-hmm. overall plot. Um, hopefully I don't get stuck on the first episode. For two minutes. All right. That would, that would be something. That would be something. Um, yes. <laughs> all right. So you have two minutes on the clock to tell us anything and everything about Wednesday, the series. All right. Season one. Ready and go. So this is about Wednesday Adams, you know, our favorite Wednesday Adams, going to the Nevermore Academy. Think of it as like a supernatural Hogwarts or something to that effect. Morticia had gone there. Gomez had gone there. So she goes there. She's she's like not a totally into it. Um, she doesn't want to fall in the shadow of her mom's because her mom was such a popular student and did well there. Um, Thing is there with her because her dad and mom send Thing to spy on her, but Thing ends up joining her. Um, joining her. So essentially, she has these relationships, one with a normal kid, one with somebody in, it was a little love triangle in Nevermore. Um, you have all of that. But there's a monster attacking the kids of Nevermore and people surrounding that. Uh, we find there's a secret society at Nevermore. We find out that um, the monster is a Hyde. So think Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and uh, there are different teachers. There are different characters. Lots of thematic things are going on where we're taking the supernatural and making them allegories for like um, queer students and coming out and outcasts and things of that nature. Uh, some done really well, some not done so well. Um, and uh, at the end, we find out that one of the teachers who is a normie is actually 
connected to an accident that happened to her older brother at the school. Um, he died, and so we find out that the long-lost sister of this person is the Christina, the Christina Ricci character, and the Christina Ricci character is the controller of the hide, but the hide itself mm-hmm. is actually her, quote, normal, normie boyfriend, the son of the sheriff, and so the Christina Ricci teacher character is basically sending out the hide to attack anybody that one gets in her way or two had anything to do with the death of her brother and the ruining of her family and that is how the season ends because Wednesday catches them and that's the plot yeah that was a good summary Mm-hmm. And a lot to unpack about For just sure. the school and what it represents and, and all those different things. So now let's get into our first segment of this, likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. So Jamie, would you like to start with your likes and gripes of the movie, uh, sorry, the movie, the series Wednesday? <laughs> Yeah, um, I really liked Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. I thought that she was really excellent. She's very charming. Um, And it was, so when I watched this, I already saw all of those TikToks that were trending of the series, um, like her dance scene, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, So I, I kind of like, geared myself up for what she was going to bring. And I think that she took a character that like is very quippy and like, like Wednesday is definitely one of the strongest characters from like, if you watch the OG movies, Adam's family, Adam's family values, like Wednesday is definitely a, a main character, but not like the only character that you're seeing. And there's other like really strong, I would say like entities in those movies, but like they really, I think fleshed her out way more. You kind of learn why she's so closed off, why she doesn't trust people and like how that kind of all like presents itself in these different relationship dynamics. Um, but also like where she does grow and evolve over time and is able to let people in and is able to build on these relationships and like recognizes where she makes some mistakes. She's super headstrong. Like all of that I thought was really, really good. Like it, I, I really enjoyed this deepening of this character that I already was obsessed with as a kid. Um, and, and really I'm just like on the Jenna Ortega train right now. So like, I was just very excited. I had this moment, whoop, whoop, um, all aboard the Jenna Ortega train. Um, I had this yes. moment while I was like watching it when I was like, man, I almost completely forgot that she was an ex that I watched earlier this summer yeah. and scream. Mm-hmm. Like she's like really, she's really good. Just the fact that she was like in all of these very different, like playing all these very different characters. Um, mm-hmm. she really channeled Wednesday and, and still like, brought more to the table from what we've seen before. So that is definitely my like biggest highlight. Um, I would say my other main highlight is her relationship with her roommate slash bestie Enid. I didn't know like what her, what her vibe was when we first get her Um, because she's like, Oh, I know everything that's going on. Like I'm like the gossip. I, I know all the info. But so then I was kind of put off by that. But then it evolved where it was like less about knowing everything and more really about their relationship dynamic as best friends, but also as like clearly opposites and like figuring out how they can really come together as two very different individuals, but like still care very, very, very deeply for one another. I I cried watching the finale and then I cried again watching Brian watching the finale because I really just loved their their relationship. It was so cute. And now I really want some like Enid little highlights in my hair. So I don't I, think I, I mean I'd love to, to I've never I've never done it, but like I I don't know, maybe I could pull it off. Who knows? I think um, you can. I also just want to point nails. out the fact Oh yes, the different with different colors though. <laughs> yeah. On each nail too. 
Uh, but I mean, right now you are the more colorful of the two of us. I just realized like I'm in all That's black true. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Me, yeah. You're, you're the Enid of this group right now. We're, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just, <laughs> I'm sorry. You can keep going, light bright, baby. Um, so, but yeah, I, I really, I loved their, their relationship. It was, it was just like really heartwarming. I also liked that there was way more, emp- I mean, there still was, you know, like romantic side, like, will she, won't they, whoever, this guy, that guy, whatever. But like, I really was like, all right, F these, all these other people get out of here. I just want the Enid and Wednesday show. Give me more of this best friendship <laughs> evolve. I like truly, yes. I, I wouldn't say it's like a gripe. Cause I, I guess I didn't know like, oh, is there going to be some kind of like romance at the center of this? Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how much I actually really wanted and needed more of the Wednesday Enid, like, focus. And and they yeah. really delivered on that. I really enjoyed all of their time together. Um, I also – I was obviously really happy to see Christina Ricci. That, that it, it wouldn't have felt totally right if there wasn't some element of, like, the, the movies, like, involved mm-hmm. in this. So I like that not only was she here, but also – you know, we gave the spoiler alert, but that like, she's behind everything. Um, and, and she continues to also be really excellent. Um, I love her. I mean, I love, I've loved her from the Adams family movies and like, I can't get enough of her. Um, in terms of my gripes, I don't know if it's necessarily gripes, but I kind of felt like the, so when I first started watching this, I really had to like readjust my brain because you know when you like love something so much not just for nostalgia but you like genuinely love something and then you're like seeing them reboot it or do it again with a different flair my brain really had to like reset expectations because I was going into it being like this is gonna be dumb and nobody else can be Wednesday Adams like I hate you (laughs) for trying and then and then was pleasantly surprised but in the beginning I kind of felt like the the Morticia and Gomez roles were a little bit lackluster, but again, it's most of it is because in my brain, I'm comparing it to those original movie performances. So I Mm -hmm. had to like readjust and I, I liked, I liked Catherine Zeta Jones. I was kind of iffy on Luis Guzman. I felt like we could have gotten a little bit more. Um, but I also was surprised, like they didn't even pick her up at the end like that yeah. seemed weird for the type of family relationship that they have. Like they're all so close. Like that's what I feel like is a core tenant of, of the Adamses. And mm-hmm. I felt, I thought that was weird. Like you're not going to pick her up from just like you were lurch. there and you dropped her off. Yeah. yeah. Just, just lurch and thing. Um, and I also felt like Pugsley was like, I mean, he was, he was like a side character. He was like barely in it, which I guess makes sense right. because like, Pugsley has always been, like, the thing that Wednesday uses to, like, focus more on Wednesday, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, but, yeah, all in all, I did – I found the beginning, like, the same kind of, like, quippy, you know, quick-witted one-liners a little bit annoying in the beginning because I was like, okay, like, if you're going to give me a Wednesday show, there has to be more than these, like, silly jokes, like – please mm. build on her character. And then they did. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I like, I think the jokes are funny, but I was like, I kind of want more. It, it didn't feel like as substantial. Um, but then yeah. I feel like it did. They did deliver as I kept watching. Um, sure. So yeah, I think those are all my main likes and gripes. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go next as you said, most of, of my stuff too. And it's uh, basically the same. The first thing that I had as a like is Jenna Ortega because her acting is absolutely spectacular. She just captures the screen so well in the essence of who Wednesday is while also putting her own kind of energy into it. You know, it's, and, and I think that's just a testament to um, her acting and, you know, just the subtle choices that she makes to not blink and to have kind of like a tilted head and have a death stare all the time. And to keep that even when she's going through different emotions because the whole thing stabbing and you can just see that everything is happening in her eyes, but 
her face is still so stoic. And I think that it's just so beautiful that you can, you can see her releasing some kind of emotion, but still all within the confines and the box of the character that she's created, which just makes it even more, I think, heartbreaking to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes out of the out of the whole series. Uh, but Nikisha, mm-hmm. it's so funny. All of us are using "thing" as like, oh, this thing was cool, but also like, oh yeah, <laughs> thing got you but know, but thing. thing. And I'm just, it, it's my brain is working overtime. It's so funny. It's like because Jamie said like, yeah, Pugsley's just the thing to like do for, and I'm just like, wait, what? And then and then you were just like, thing, I was like the thing, thing this, thing. and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, thing, thing, thing. Like, why is this so hard for me? <laughs> it's so true. We have to, okay, so every time we have to say, we're like, okay, but thing, hands. <laughs> we're talking have about you not the thing, not, but, but thing. Did you see the behind the scenes stuff where it was an actual guy's hand, where like with a hand actor Absolutely. and and the green yes. screen? Amazing, truly incredible. Truly, and, I, and I'm so happy that they wanted it to be that detailed. That was another thing in my life oh, cool. was the fact that they actually hired a uh, a hand actor to and a hand artist, if a you will, actor? to do this. <laughs> a actor. <laughs> that yes, actually that actor actually sounds pretty this. bad, like a hack, but like, <laughs> like but he's, he's but he's not. <laughs> he's a hand. <laughs> actor and and I think that the makeup was beautifully done too for thing and um yeah it it just was a testament to how detailed they wanted it to be because I think that if they were just to CGI it in some sense it wouldn't have been as down to earth I don't know for lack of a better term or like as um human as it could have been you know it just really Mm. makes sense that it's there is a human attached to the hand doing these actions and i think it just makes a difference in how things are presented as opposed to it just being a a, uh, fully cgi um moment and there's no nothing behind that you know uh so yeah I, i really loved all that and watching the behind the scenes I it, this honestly took me a while to watch. I started this a while ago and it, it just um felt like it was a little slow at the beginning, but I think it was because I didn't know what to expect and I definitely wasn't expecting like a Nancy Drew who done it type moment for the whole series. Um so it, it was a little hard to get into, but once you get into the story, once you kind of see uh, the development of like Jamie was saying of of Wednesday, then you fall into it more than you know, just oh this is about Wednesday and this is about teenagers and you know just her is she gonna fit in is she not gonna fit in you know what's gonna happen her trajectory in this I do like that the focus was on something that was kind of outside of just the students and the school um, and outside to where it involves like people from the town and it involved her family. And, you know, so it wasn't just like a teenagery campy, whatever, which I probably would have also loved too. but I, I like the added layer um, of that. My favorite line is uh, when Wednesday is talking to thing and when he's, uh, when she thinks that he's dead and she's like, if you die, I will kill you. And I was like, Oh, this is so great. I love that line. It's so sweet. Um, The only dislike that or the gripe that I had is I really didn't like the CGI of the Hyde monster. I thought Mm. it was a little kooky, which I mean, you know, granted it is campy and there are a lot of campy aspects of Wednesday, but with all of the really good effects in other areas, I just thought that the monster, how uh, it was, how it looked, felt out of place in the world sometimes. Um, sure, but that's just like a small thing. I also, uh, I mean, I think that goes pun intended. That goes hand in hand with how good thing looked because it wasn't yeah. CGI. Like yes. so, the ju- the yeah, difference yeah, yeah. in like thing which we would ex- usually see as fully CGI and then we mm-hmm. have this like kind of uh, kind of like goofy or more cartoonish hide character like the difference between the two was huge because because of how they were created yeah absolutely and uh, yeah i mean it was good and i think in some ways it does kind of fit the aspect of it because 
it is kind of a kooky school and I love like the costuming of everything and it's very extreme with the colors and um, extreme with like the architecture of the school and the and the layout of this the city and all that stuff but um, yeah I, I would have liked it to look a little bit the hide to look a little bit different but uh, totally. And yeah, I definitely guessed um, Christina Ricci as well for the killer because it just makes sense. If she's going to be involved with this, like she needs to be more <clears> than <throat> just a side of a side of a side character. Like she's got to be the one that's doing it. But it still didn't take me out of it. And the last thing I'll say that I like is all of the TikTok viral dances. But also we said... <laughs> um, well, it, it was said in one of the TikToks that, you know, Jenna Ortega made up that dance herself. But then they did a side-by-side of her dance with, I think, a dance scene from She's All That. And it was, like, eerily similar in... Have you not seen this TikTok? No, I've only... S- I don't think so. I've only seen the dance as compared to Wednesday Adams dancing in the original TV show. Right, okay. But yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it up against She's All That. Can you send that to me if you find Absolutely. it again? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it and I'm going to send it to you guys. But a lot of the moves, mm. I mean, like, you know, moves are moves. Like, if you do the robot, like, everybody does a robot, you know, or whatever, like, the whatever, mashed potato, you know. But it was, it looked exactly <laughs> like um, one of the, the dance sequence from uh, She's All That, which is a beloved our millennial nineties uh, movie. So, but I'll find it and I'll send it to you guys. (laughs) Great. Brian, your likes and gripes. Yeah, sure. Uh, So my, I agree completely with both of you and Nikisha, I think you said it so wonderfully how she really made, how she made Wednesday, not just the stare below her eyebrow line. Like there was such depth in her eyes and in her line readings. Truly amazing. She's incredible. Um, I loved Christina Ricci. I loved Thing. I thought the overall casting was very good in general. Um, I liked that it leaned into the supernatural and didn't apologize for it. Now, the Adams family is not supernatural. They are just outcasts. It is just a social satire um, on the fact that some people just aren't the norm. And it was never about being supernatural or werewolves or magic or any of that stuff. But this leans into it, and I appreciate that. It doesn't, like, half do it. It goes all in. She's going to a school. And you know what? If you're going to go into it, go in all in. And I'm totally cool with that. Um, uh, I think that the combination of Burton with Go and Miller was really, really good. I watched Smallville all 10 seasons. Um, the Goen Miller show ran that. And I love Tim Burton. And I think that this is one of the better things that Tim Burton has touched in the past couple of years. Um, and, you know, and, and so I think that that was uh, quite nice to like watch just in general. Um, uh, I really thought that the coming out uh, analogy to you know finding yourself as a werewolf was really 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 good i know it was heavy-handed and i was totally okay with that i thought it was a delightful metaphor for just like finding yourself in your own time and Mm. being able to share who you are with everyone at your own time and then you have i feel like i've seen a lot of media representations especially in midnight club now that i think about it where one parent is accepting and the other one isn't and what a hard time that must be for a family unit when half of your family everyone loves you but half of your family is not as accepting as the other one like how even as Mm -hmm. a parent do you reconcile the fact that like your partner your love the person you've chosen to raise your children with like has these conflicting feelings uh, with you about something so important so even though it was slight i really appreciated it um another like uh sirens running a uh, mid, uh, marketing scheme that's also like a Scientology self-help type of thing uh, was absolutely <laughs> inspired brilliancy. It was so clever. I thought that, I just in general, I thought that was delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dance scene I wrote. Um, like, I had seen a million of those. Once, the, once it was like the dance episode when they were going to the Raven, first of all, brilliant name, the Raven. Um, yeah. I <laughs> was like, I was super, super excited. I also liked how funny this was. There's that moment where they kidnap her and they, well, they tie her in the basement, uh, in that library of the secret society. Yeah. 
And they're like, untie her. And she rem- she lifts the rope. She's like, I untied myself five minutes ago. And yes. it, it was just like, <laughs> I, I just think that she knocked all of that deadpan humor out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I'm going back to Christina Ricci for a second. Um, uh, she's been, we, we didn't finish it, but she was wonderful as what we watched in Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to c- continue with that again. Um, but also, I, I and Nikisha, uh, I guessed it too. I guessed it the second that they said she had he had a long lost sister who died in in Europe. I was mm. like, oh, Christina Ricci is the is is the new teacher who's a normal person at this school. Mm-hmm. Like she is one hundred percent the person behind it. What I didn't know until much later is that the hide was separate when we learn about the hide with right. Uncle Fester. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one actually surprised me that it was the boyfriend. I, I didn't, um, that, that was, um, that was surprising to me. Um, and then my final like is that they watched Legally Blonde together. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. It's like, do you um, like scary movies? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, dislikes. I think it was slow in places. I think a lot of these things were stretched out, um, only saved by the fact that Jenna Ortega was deeply engaging for all eight episodes. Just so much was going on in her her life. Plus, her relationship with Enid kind of filled a lot of those gaps for me. Um, Another dislike was there was zero chemistry with any of her male counterparts. Um, Mm. Again, I wasn't watching this for the romance at all. Some things I do watch for that. And this really didn't... Make or break the show if she had chemistry with them or not. But I, I think that would have added some layers if she actually had some chemistry with the two um, men playing her, um, you know, significant others or, or suitors, if you will. Yeah. Um, so that um, I agree with Jamie. It's sort of a little too quippy and tongue in cheek. Um, like this is the Adams family. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I did like the little things where like the, to open the library, she had to snap twice. I, I thought that was cute and fun yeah. and I enjoyed that stuff. Um, but my biggest dislike of this, and I agree with Jamie is Luis Guzman. Guzman. Um, I think that he wasn't charming enough to be the same character in the flashbacks. He wasn't charming enough or, 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 uh, there was something missing, and I, honestly, not even comp- not even comparing him to Rule Julia. Like I just think that the that the Adam the uh, the Gomez Adams that they set up in the flashbacks is not the same person that we see kissing Morticia. They have mm. very little chemistry. They have a lot of PDA, but PDA doesn't s- scream chemistry to me. Um, mm. So like I, mm-hmm. I think that was really missing from that. Uh, in general. Oh, dislike. I was deeply upset when Gwendolyn Christie died. Um, yeah. didn't, but like, I get why. Um, I also guessed that a mile away that she was the one in the room with her, like at that time at the mm-hmm. end. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but something else that I'll also say is that, uh, I just, um, I really thought that this did justice for Wednesday Adams just in general. I just had a really mm-hmm. fun time. And this is the highest watched like thing on Netflix ever, apparently. Or it has oh, wow. some like even more than Stranger Things. It's it's some niche like like data point or reporting point or something like that. Like the most watched like this, that, or the other thing. But like, man, what a what a good time this was. I just had a blast watching this. Absolutely. And and to your point, uh mm-hmm. Brian, about just viewage. It's so funny because one of my friends who is not an Adams Family watcher at all, she just saw the viral trend that was happening on TikTok and the dance, and then that led her to just look for the episode. But then she ended oh. up just watching the whole series and loved it and watched it at least <laughs> like three or four times. And she, Fast, and then she cool. was like, okay, and now let me watch like the movies and, and see, but like she never really was into Adam's family or like that was not on her radar in her world. Mm, but sure. it's so funny, just things that pop up on social media, um, what that can lead you to. So now she's like a super fan of the Adam's family, which is super cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get into some, mm, brains? Mm, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastical. 
So with this, you know, Jamie, one of my favorite things that I like to hear from you is you just discussed the different therapists in the things that we watch. So I was super happy that that was a thing. Also would just like to point out that for a school of outcasts, I think it is responsible that they hired an actual therapist for people to go and see and get legit counseling from, regardless of what we may think, you know, how she actually did her job. But I just think that is really cool that for a high school that they actually give you scheduled time for you to go and sit down with a therapist and talk about things because obviously there will be things to talk about. You're in a school of outcast and people are treating you differently. And so I think that it's just very responsible on them. Come on public school systems. We got to find a way to get therapists into our schools. <laughs> I'm just going to double snap every time I agree. Yeah, do that. <laughs> so all that to say, my question is, Jamie, can you just talk about your thoughts on how the therapist handled certain situations in the show, especially when there was the whole family group session that happened that was kind of a backfiring moment, but uh, nonetheless, she was trying. So what are your thoughts on her? Yeah, I I mean, I have like mixed Thoughts, but like leaning more in the positive direction, I would say. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree that like just having her like have access to students or like students having access to her rather um, is great. And like she, I mean, maybe maybe they should hire more therapists. So it's not this like one single person <laughs> who's like interfacing with like the, the entire, entire student body in town. <laughs> yes. Um, so hire more therapists, but, um, I think that, so like she meets Wednesday because Wednesday's accessing court appointed therapy with Mm. her. So there's already the like challenge of Wednesday's not choosing to be here. She's forced to be Mm. here. And, and so that puts the therapist at this, like, you know, this space where she has to work almost even harder to build a rapport yeah. because she has to like try to connect with her on, on terms that work for, for Wednesday. And like, I do think that she, a phrase that like therapists use a lot is like trying to meet you where you're mm. at. And I think that she tries to meet Wednesday where Wednesday is, but Wednesday is so closed off in the beginning and like not just like doesn't want to be there, wants to have nothing to do with this is only there like physically out of obligation. But I think that she kind of rolled another thing that, uh, that therapists might say is like rolling with resistance, especially with like certain modalities. Mm -hmm. But like, I do think that this therapist really just kind of like takes what Wednesday throws at her and, and like, you know, doesn't take it personally is just trying to like, again, work on building that relationship and figure out how can I like help Wednesday feel more comfortable in this space Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe in that she will like use it in the way that is outside of just like being forced to be here, but like, we'll find something helpful. So I feel like those things are, are positive. The family session. So I, I have like mixed thoughts as a not child therapist or a family therapist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like the, the rules about like also meeting with the full family while being like that person's individual therapist. Um, I know that like child therapists can also meet with parents and things like that. Not to, not necessarily to like tell them everything that happened in the session, but just as like kind of check-ins more generally. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if there was maybe some like lines crossed, maybe some boundaries crossed that like could make Wednesday feel a lot more uncomfortable, especially because at that point there's that tension between her and her parents, especially with her mom, Mm. but like trying to figure out if her dad's really a murderer, like feeling like she, you know, is being forced to follow in her mom's footsteps. There's so many relational things that are at play that, that then on top of that, like all being thrown into this space together. I don't know if I feel like the therapist could really a handle everything that was going on because she didn't know all of that context and b i just feel like that kind of makes it even harder than for wednesday to trust her because it's like oh now i feel like my entire family is like ganged up on me in this space that like i don't even want to be in in the first place so i i i feel like that's but that's also a really hard 
you know, like space to work from again, like not being a family therapist. I, I'm not even a couples therapist. I haven't done couples work, Mm -hmm. like, you know, figuring out how to align with a group of people and, and not feel like you're taking sides or like, you know, pitting people against each other. Like that's really hard work. So I definitely didn't envy this therapist. Um, and then I think, am I wrong? Didn't she like meet with someone in her car? Um, it was at one uh, point. What's his name? The other love interest that was framed. Yeah. So okay. he. Well, I don't know if he met with her in the car per se, but he called her because he had a dream that she was gonna die. Right. So he approached her. But this is what I remember. He approached her about that um, because. Uh, uh, Xavier, right? His name is Xavier. Yeah, Xavier. Um, yep. Xavier mm-hmm. had that 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 dream, that vision that she was going to be killed and attacked. So I think he was warning her about that, and and uh, and mm-hmm. Wednesday interpreted that as she was controlling him as the um, uh, as the hide. But yeah. I don't know if it was a full sure. session. I think it was more of a. Uh, but it may have. But but here's the thing. He may have called her and been like, I need to talk to you. And she still met him outside of the office as opposed yeah. to, hey, come in. Let's make it like uh, uh, let's let's have a phone call or Zoom or you which know, I think connection. might just be like a boundaries thing. That was all that I okay, wanted sure. to yeah, point yeah, out yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. you know, if if he was in crisis, like which I think he's kind of presenting in that way because we don't know. Is he really the high? They're not what's going on. Um, but I, I have like mixed feelings about that. That's not to say that there aren't like other creative ways that like people that therapists meet with their clients, something that got really popular. I feel like during the pandemic was walk and talk therapy Mm. where you can like actually go outside, like to a park and walk with your therapist, like, you know, practicing social distancing, but like, you know, actually getting to have that in-person social connection in a moment where, you know, we were all isolated. So I feel like there's, you know, flexibility, but also managing boundaries on both sides. Um, But I guess it, you know, again, we're only seeing what Wednesday saw. We have no idea what else is really going on. So I can't really, you know, judge what's going on there. Yes. Uh, and I do have a, a <laughs> actually speaking of boundaries question mm. because the therapist in an effort to read up on Wednesday, she reads Wednesday's uh, novel that uh, she's writing and it seems mm-hmm. like that was without Wednesday's consent. Um, is that a thing that you can do access information like that in a, in a way to kind of, research a pers- your client before you get into that? Or is that more because it was court mandated? So like, here's information on her to prepare you for the session. Like, is that okay to do or not? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, my assumption is that it was more connected to the fact that it was court appointed. Mm-hmm. But I also like, I do get icky feelings from that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't read anything unless like my client brought it to me. And even then, like I've had clients be like, Oh, can I read you these text messages? Or like, Oh, here's like the thing that I wrote or Mm -hmm. like, you know, like this, this desire almost to like present evidence, but like, I don't need, I don't need the evidence. Like I, I want to connect with you. I want to hear it from you. Like I want to get your perception of what's going on. Like, unless you feel like it's truly, really helpful. Like I, I would never ask for any of that stuff. But I do often see people wanting to like, oh, let me read this thing to you verbatim, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is fine. And it's always helpful to get context. But I also think that there's value in like, what did you take away from that? Like, what did you take away from that message versus what did it say explicitly? Sometimes it is helpful to like read through it together. Mm -hmm. But I that's not something that I'm asking for. Um, So I feel like there's definitely, again, it's like, oh, you're like, you're forced to be here. Also, now I have all this extra information on you Mm -hmm. that maybe you didn't want me to have access to. How is that also kind of like setting the stage for like a really challenging relationship from from the get-go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And my last question to you is, 
the idea of being an outcast, you know, and what that can do for your development in these teenage years. I mean, because these are all high school kids and you're having a school that acknowledges that you are an outcast. Um, So this is a lot of different questions in one, but I would just like to hear what you think about uh, knowing that you're an outcast at such a developmental age And do you think that it is a good idea that there is this safe space, this specific school for outcasts, or does that just kind of perpetuate the differences and separation from society, from the quote-unquote normies, and does that interfere with, like, interacting with the rest of society, you know? How do you feel about that? Yeah. I also... That just reminded me, I didn't say this during the gripes, but I really hated that they called them normies um, and outcasts. Like, I didn't like any of that. Um, But going back to the question. Sorry. Especially when Gwendolyn Christie said to the mayor, like, we even hired our first normie. I'm like, you want to have a good relationship with? Yeah. Yeah. Like, call them like, (laughs) we we actually, you know, and we hired our first non-magical person or I don't know, something like that. But like, like, I feel like you're using the derogatory term to like explain to the like it was it was a very I didn't like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it felt icky to me. Um, But and and I think part of that is like, yeah, I I have really mixed thoughts on this because I do like this is a really important time developmentally. Mm -hmm. And like, what does it say to, you know, like send all of all of these students to this particular school under the like umbrella as like outcasts? Like that's like pretty fucked yeah yeah and it's also like putting that label like again this is a time of like identity development and figuring out who you are and so for a bunch of like adults to label you as an outcast feels like then they don't even like I I can't really tell like are are they self-identifying as outcasts or are they identifying as outcasts because that's what they've been told right. they are? Mm-hmm. And like that's that's why they're going here is because like, well, you're an outcast, so this is where outcasts go. And it's like, okay, I guess I am, but like, what if that's not how you feel? Mm-hmm. Or what if you like, you know, does does uh having lycanthropy like auto make you an outcast? Mm-hmm. Like what if there's other things about you that are quote normal, normy, whatever, you know, what are the, like, how are we differentiating that? So like, I don't like that idea. I I like, like, I understand what they're trying to do, but I feel like the execution Mm. is not effective. Um, so like the idea of like having a space that that's safe for, for, you know, people who are marginalized or like you know, yes. not falling into what society is deeming as acceptable. Like, I, I like the idea of catering to these students, but I think the execution of like saying that they're these weirdos and, and the, like, yeah, this is their and then school. It, it's just yeah. like, yeah. And then it also like feels like it reinforces them being pitted against like the regular townspeople, yes. mm-hmm. which I would call townies. So now I'm feeling really bad. That's yeah. what we called the people. I don't know if that's exclusive to where I went to school, but when I went to college, uh, because I went to college, not where I, you know, regularly resided, mm-hmm. like we called the people who live there townies. But now that feels mean. I don't know. Is that mean? That's just the people who lived in the town. Yeah, I mean. It feels less offensive than like normie versus outcast. Oh, for sure. But I also think that's a term like, <laughs> if you've seen in different ways, have different connotations, you know, like in different movies, Mm. if somebody calls someone townies, like what I think of is kind of like country, you know, Mm. farmy people, you know, and maybe not. Oh, I didn't even, that never even registered for me. I just took it as like the people, because I, I mean, I lived in the suburbs and then went to school in, in like, you know, a rural town in Pennsylvania, but like the immediate town wasn't, you know, like it was like a really nice town. There was like stuff there. It wasn't, you know, so there weren't like dust balls rolling. <laughs> right. Through. So like, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, townies to me just means that people who never left, 
Like mm. not necessarily mm. people who like oh he, like oh yeah they're they're the townies like oh he's a townie she's a townie like you graduated high school and from that town and you never left you never went anywhere you're still there working at the same bar mm. or just like mm. you know like you know or 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 you know working the same job or you got a job but you stay in town um, that to me yeah. is what townie meant but to me but townie also has a negative connotation to it where like you never did anything with yourself you took the easy way out you stayed with something complacent mm. um but like mm. uh, to me but that's that's what that means because i've had experiences where someone stays but they become like a, a real estate person in the town or something that's uh a, a job or a career that is viewed as something a little bit better or a little bit more um, mm. successful than that. So townie was typically used for the first uh, example that I gave mm. in, in yeah. my experience. Well, I mean, we all have like three okay. different definitions. You guys tell us what, <laughs> what does townie mean to you? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it is just interesting. I think, Jamie, your first point of just the execution of it all, it's like there is, it's nice to acknowledge a marginalized group. I think that's a great way to say that. But just the execution of, well, this is where you go because you don't fit into this societal blah, blah, blah. It's just not a good thing to mm-hmm. um, say to somebody in, in those developmental years. But my favorite question that I want to ask the both of you, if you were a part of the school, what would you want to be? A shapeshifter, a hide, a psychic, werewolf, sirens? What do you think? Because I'm going to go ahead and say that I would be a vampire, and that's all due to Twilight, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> I think I think I would be a psychic. I feel oh, like yeah. that's aligned with my... Absolutely. With who I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're thinking hard over there. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's in deep thought. <laughs> deep yeah, thought. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't think <laughs> about that when I watched it. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I think that um, I think that I would be more like Xavier, where like whatever, like like my the 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 dreams would come true or like my visions would come true or like mm, i can yeah. animate something that was inanimate but then the other half is like maybe i'll just be a werewolf that sounds good to me i don't know like there's i mean <laughs> you're like the monster person so i'm just i'm so surprised yeah, that like true. werewolf wasn't like the first thing like the gorgons it was. Or gorg- and then yes. i oh oh yeah like a medusa yeah. Uh, like a Medusa guy with his cool beanie. He was pretty cool right. with his beanie. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll go werewolf. I think I'll go werewolf. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's all that I have for uh, brains. Brian, do you have anything? No, that's good. You good? Fantastical. Yeah. Well, should we Ooh. run tomatoes? Delicious. This? <laughs> Delicious. Yes. <laughs> It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what do you think that season one has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Jamie, why don't you go first? Um, I think season one has, I'm going to say like a 91%. Okay. And Nik- I feel like people are really into Nikisha, it. what do you think? I'm going to just go one up, 92 Wow, you 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 all have uh, pretty pretty big faith in this. This has a seventy one percent. Oh, Ooh, oopsie daisy! That's all right. It has an eighty seven percent from the audience, but a seventy one critic score um, the, from okay. the thermometer. Um, the critics consensus reads Wednesday isn't exactly full of woe for viewers, but without Jenna Ortega in the lead, this Adams family adjacent series might as well be another CW drama. Oh, you know, that is I, specific. <laughs> yeah. And I know that this comes off as like a negative, like re- uh, critic consensus, but one, I like CW dramas and two, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is totally wrong. Without as powerful as a performance that she gives in the lead role, like that to me elevates this series. Absolutely. Like completely mm-hmm. to the next level. So like I don't disagree yeah. with this, but here's the thing. This is what we got. And so we get to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with it. Um Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Should we do the four S's? Yes. Uh, yes. 
S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Skulls is how well it handles mental health and human behavior. Scares is how scary it was it. And um, uh, shakes is how much can you shake it off. Um, are you go? Is it going to stick with you, or is it a one and done? And then we'll go into our suggestions. Uh, what will we buy this at Walmart in a two pack? Uh, or what should this suggest to you when you're done with it on Netflix? Uh, <laughs> and we'll do this one through ten for the first three. So Jamie, why don't you start with skulls, scares, and shakes? Sure. So for skulls, I gave this a six um, because I feel like for the most part people were peopling, but. I think there's still judgment that I'm going to pass on like teenagers doing dumb things. <laughs> um, whether that's real or not, I I leave that up to you. Um, for scares, I am giving this a two. It's not a super scary show. Um, the you know the CGI stuff makes it less scary, um, but it still did have its moments, and I was definitely like you know on the edge trying to figure out like what's gonna happen mm-hmm. next. Um, and that was spooky. Um, for shakes, I'm going to give this a four cause I've kind of enjoyed, um, like talking with friends just about like what we took away from this and like, you know, the, the ones who recommended it to me. So I feel like the conversation is, is still going for, for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Nikisha. So for skulls, I'm going to give it a five um, because I also just enjoy that they had a therapist at the school. And I mean, for teenagers who have magical powers, I mean, I think they did as good a job as they could have <laughs> trying to manage themselves. Uh, for scares, I don't, it wasn't scary. I did like some of the gore in it, so I'll just put a two for that. And shakes, I'll, I'll give it a five. I'll put it right down the middle. And that's mostly just because you can't flip through two or three videos on TikTok without, you know, hearing the song, seeing the dance, seeing somebody recreate makeup, somebody. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Not (laughs) even the one that's in the show. (laughs) I know. in the show. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. So, yeah. Um, That's all I got. Cool. Uh, uh, for skulls, I have a six for the same reasons as the two of you. Um, I have, I also have a two for scares and, and, you know, quite frankly, like, I think that also comes from the thing stabbing sequence. Like that, I was like very, I was very invested in their relationship thing and at Wednesday. So like, while that wasn't like boo scary, like I was not. I, I was definitely on the edge of my seat for that seat, those sequences. Oh, mm-hmm. another like, I thought it was clever to have Fester's um, powers be electricity when like yeah. in the movies and what like he's obsessed with like the electricity and the light bulbs and stuff like that. I thought mm-hmm. that was super clever. And then weaving it into how they save when uh, uh, thing was very, very nicely done. Um, and then for shakes, I'm giving it a six uh, I did enjoy it, but mostly because of the Jenna Ortega performance and the dance sequence and how it has completely overtaken my social media life. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, suggestions. Jamie, let's start with you. What what would you pair this with? Sorry, I'm boring. I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam's family values. No. I mean, like, what else are you going to watch if not, like, the OG, this isn't even the OG, but for me, it's the OG because, you know, I wasn't, I I didn't watch or read it. Although, fun fact, Charles Adams is from where I'm from. Oh. Which is also where Watcher is from. So, woo, keep putting New Jersey on the map, baby. (laughs) With all things spooky, baby. Spooky. All things spooky. (laughs) Who knew? I mean, I live in Jersey, you know, where we're going to... Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky things. <laughs> Spooky things. That was right, my we'll, suggestion, we'll... Jamie, was Adam's Family Values. But I was really trying to think of, like, a, a good um, woman-led magical mm. series. But maybe we just need more mm-hmm. of, of those, because I can't think of anything outside of, like... Harry Potter or something. <laughs> yeah, there's also like, um, what's the HBO one you watch? The what that's based on the Golden Compass, Jamie. Oh, uh, oh, why all can't I remember the, what it's the magical things or something like that. Um, 
His dark, his dark his materials. Dark materials. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There was also that School of Good and Evil that was on Netflix um, oh. with like Charlize mm. Theron and Kerry Washington. Um, I'm tra- this is off the top of my head. I didn't watch any of these, which I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, what um, was that? Didn't they have a um, um, X-Men like adjacent TV series? An X-Men series? TV? I mean, there was X-Men First Class, which is a movie. Yeah, no, but there was, it was like about mutants and it was a TV show though. I'm going to find it. And Legion? Carry on. Maybe? It was, uh, it, it was in the past like two years that it came out. Hmm. I don't know. I don't I'll, know. I'll look it up. I'm going to find it. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Brian, what do you have? No. Any suggestions? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, Jenna Ortega is so good in this. Watch anything that she's done. Watch mm-hmm. X. Watch um, The Fallout. She's in that, I think. Uh, watch Scream 5. Watch Iron Man 3. She's also, as a kid actress, she's in all of these things just, like, in random kid parts. Um, mm-hmm. She's, like, the president's daughter in Iron Man 3 or something like that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say like watch X or scream five, just like get more Jenna Ortega in your life. If you haven't uh, experienced her performances yet, because she's going to be around for a while and, um, probably in the genre for a little bit more as well. So, um, let's eat it up. Um, because she is, she's really giving performances. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, fabulous. Fantastic. Well, I think that ends our episode of Wednesday. You can find us on all of the social medias, the TikToks, the Instagrams, uh, also on the YouTubes. Hi, everyone on the YouTubes at Talk Horror Pod. And Brian, where can they listen to us? You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts. That's like things like Spotify, uh, maybe Apple Podcasts, of course, Stitcher, things of that nature. Um, rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. And thank you. And it's at to- Talk mm-hmm. Horror Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think we have to end on what, what Jamie was saying. I'll dance, dance, dance with my hands, hands, hands. <laughs> All hands. All hands on deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, this is not good podcasting. We're like... <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.